everyone, and welcome to episode 4 of Primem's Playlist Season 3. My name is Prim, and just like last time, I'll be analyzing 5 underrated Korean songs and recommending them based on your taste in K-pop. Well, not exactly. I've got a double-length playlist for you this episode, so I'm actually going to be analyzing 10 songs. That's because today's theme is, to put it bluntly, pretty broad. Today we're talking about guitars. From softly strummed acoustic guitars to brash loud electric guitars, guitars are a staple of tons of music styles, so it's no surprise that they show up a lot in the underrated Korean music scene. In fact, 4 out of 5 songs on last episode's playlist featured guitars, and guitars weren't even the theme last time. Since this instrument is so ubiquitous, I decided it would be fun to make it the basis of a double-length playlist. Here's how this is going to work. The first five songs will feature electric guitars, whether they're overdriven and rocky, or softer and more bluesy. The other five songs will feature acoustic guitars. Don't worry, it's not all going to be soft, campfire-esque ballads, I tried to get a variety of music styles in there. Then, of course, there will be a sore thumb song which will not feature any guitars. Alright, enough housekeeping, let's pull up the playlist. Our first song today is Wicked Scepter by Dreamy Europa, currently at 750 views on Music and New. According to their About page on Facebook, Dreamy Europa is an extreme metal band from South Korea, and well, they aren't lying. We start off immediately at a breakneck pace with an overdriven guitar melody and intense drums, exactly what one thinks of when they think of metal music. The pace doesn't really slow down, apart from this one halftime section in the middle of the song, as well as during the bridge which, weirdly enough, completely changes instrumental styles, dropping all of the guitar and drums in favor of a piano and background strings. The vocals, which switch constantly between a higher and lower timbre, are in that iconic metal style throughout the entire song. Though, they switch to a more voiceover style narration during the ballad-esque section. Apparently this narration is taken from the Bible, according to the comments. The reinterpretation of biblical themes in metal music, which has been the center of much quote-unquote satanic panic, is a pretty interesting topic which sadly is outside the scope of this review. Obviously, more seasoned metal fans can give the song a much more in-depth review. I definitely don't listen to enough metal to pick out all the nuances which separate this song from other metal songs. But for the purposes of a listen to X song if you like Y K-pop song podcast, this should give you the general gist. That being said, I'm not really sure how to put together a recommendation for Wicked Scepter. Generally speaking, metal and K-pop don't tend to collide worlds, and when they do, it seems to usually be in the form of fan-made metal covers of K-pop songs, though if you like those covers, you'll probably dig Wicked Scepter. The closest I can think of is the rock version of Bomb by Alexa, made in collaboration with the Korean band Diablo. Though this is labeled as a rock version, Diablo is a metal band, according to MetalArchives.com, and metal-style vocals appear during the bridge. So if you're a fan of Bomb rock version, especially its bridge, definitely check out Wicked Scepter. How about song number two? Next up, we've got Astronaut by Cash Kid, with 1550 views on Music and New. This song starts off with a softly strummed electric guitar. Not overdriven, more smooth before launching into steady drums and a mid-toned, throaty voice with a deep, plucked bass punctuating the whole thing. 
While the electric guitar is mostly smooth throughout the song, an overdriven rhythm guitar gets added during the choruses for some extra oomph. Interestingly, though this is very much a pop rock song, something about the composition and the wide ear surrounding mastering gives it road trip vibes, a vibe one usually hears more in EDM tracks. That's not the only point of genre confusion though. For some reason, Music and New put this song under the hip hop tag and not under a rock or pop rock tag. I guess they just looked at the artist's name and assumed it would be hip hop? Come on, Music and New, you're the one distributing the song, you might as well listen to it. Astronaut kind of reminds me of a faster paced, more travel vibey version of I Loved You by Day 6. Though not quite in the same way, mostly due to differences in the chosen instruments, both I Loved You and Astronaut have a similar transition from a smoother feeling in the verse to a rougher, more overdriven feeling in the chorus. For the travel vibes and tempo, it's definitely closer to Time of Our Life also by Day 6, though it doesn't match as well instrumental-wise, too piano-heavy. So if you like the tone and tempo of Time of Our Life and changes in roughness, I guess, of I Loved You, you'll definitely like Astronaut. Song 3, please. At 1.6k views on Genie Music by Chung Dam Dong 8-beat featuring Can aka Baegi Sung, this is Dolgeso, apparently meaning I'll turn according to Google Translate. This is a super upbeat, bouncy, and just downright playful song, featuring noodle electric guitar, horn stings, and a constantly moving bass line, all with a funky swing rhythm. Heck, it even uses a piano glissando to transition into each chorus, you can't really get more playful than that. This bright instrumental blends super interestingly with the main vocalist's gravelly voice. It almost gives the whole thing a retro-ish feel, but like 50s retro, not 80s retro. I mean, it's not, but it also is, you know? With its fast tempo, swung rhythm, and general upbeat vibe, I recommend Dolgaso to people who like Home Run by Seventeen. Sure, Home Run takes more of a swing approach in terms of genre, and doesn't feature guitars heavily, it definitely matches in energy, tempo, and focus on horns. So if you like Home Run, go listen to Dolgaso. How about song number 4? Song number 4 today is Barment Blues by Horim and Ha Honjin, coming in at 10.6k views on Stomi's Entertainment. This is, as the title implies, a blues song. The majority of the instrumental is softly strummed and plucked electric guitar, which is accompanied by deep bass. Drums don't come in until almost 2 minutes into the song, and are mixed rather quietly, and especially compared to songs earlier in this playlist, are relatively sparse. Really, the star of the show here is the guitar and, of course, the soulful vocals. It really sounds like this song could be played in a bar as, like, part of a live act. Given the title and music video, I'd assume this is what they were going for. Honestly, it's kind of a tangential connection, but I'd recommend Barment Blues to fans of Like We Used To by The Rose. Of course, we'd have to ignore Like We Used To's chorus, which goes fully into the rock style but its verses definitely have a similar simplicity to Barment Blues. It's not that close of a match, but hopefully you can understand where I'm coming from. So yeah, if you like the quieter parts of Like We Used To, you'll probably enjoy Barment Blues. Let's hear song 5! Here we've got Good Boy by Kim Philson with 6,500 views on Super Sound Bugs. Here we actually have a similar instrumental composition to the start of the last song, primarily soft electric guitar and plucked bass. 
However, that's where the similarities between the two songs stop. In Good Boy, this instrumental arrangement continues throughout this whole song, no addition of drums. The percussion is entirely in the way the guitar is played, using slapping and muting to get the same effect. Such a minimalist instrumental really lets Kim Feel Sun's voice stand out, as one can tell from the many comments talking about her vocal style. Her voice is high and soft, but also strong, complementing the warm instrumental. It's as if you took a song you'd hear around the campfire and electrified the guitar, if that makes sense. The vocal style and instrumental simplicity in Good Boy remind me of some of Stella Jang's work, particularly Reality Blue. Reality Blue, of course, is based on acoustic guitar and not electric guitar, and its instrumental definitely has a few more layers, but the combination of a fairly simple guitar-based instrumental and a higher, softer voice is definitely consistent between the two songs. So if you like Reality Blue and want something a little more melancholy, Good Boy is the song for you. Today's a double-length playlist, we're not stopping here. What's next? Coming in at 670 views on Ogam Entertainment and nearly 30k views on Kang Hyegyeon's official YouTube channel, wow, nobody listens to songs on Ogam, do they? This is Chokaman Choke, meaning If You Pretend, You Pretend, according to Google Translate, by Kang Hyegyeon. This song could honestly have fit into either half of this playlist. It has a pulsating acoustic guitar going throughout the entire instrumental, but during instrumental breaks, there is a very prominent overdriven electric guitar playing the main melody, so I decided to put it as the first song of the acoustic guitar half, kind of as a little transition. Alongside the dual guitars, you can hear a boatload of different accompanying instruments, primarily synthesized. A particularly notable moment occurs in the first verse, in which synthesized horns transition into an almost sci-fi laser noise-like descending synth. Of course, those synth horns are a major part of his instrumental, filling out the instrumental during the choruses. On top of his instrumental is Kang Hyeyeon's vocals, which are performed in the classic trot style with heavy vibrato, lots of sliding between notes, and a sort of wavering known as kokuki. Of course, if you're a longtime fan of this podcast, you know I love a good trot piece, so this song was a delight to find. The melding of synth horns, other synthesized elements, and pulsating acoustic guitar in Chokaman Choke makes it feel almost like a trot version of Boom Boom by Momoland, which has a similar instrumental composition. This is especially audible in how both songs use acoustic guitar as a consistent element played on each upbeat. If you're a Momoland fan looking for trot, Chokaman Choke is the song for you. Let's hear song 7! Our 7th song today is 0% by Bobe, at 11,500 views on Stone Music Entertainment. Despite its metallic, reverse sounding, and honestly kind of creepy introduction, the rest of the instrumental is played primarily on a warm and deep acoustic guitar, occasional squeaks at all. Not much is added to this guitar. During the choruses, a deep bass is added, and there's like one instance of a strummed electric guitar in the second verse as an accent, but other than that, it's basically just acoustic guitar. Even the percussion is just the occasional muting and slapping of guitar strings. When accompanied by Bobe's soft and airy voice, it almost feels like she's singing this to you around a campfire. That being said, the song completely changes genre at the end, cutting sharply to a creepy wind noise, which transitions into a trap section with sharp electronic percussion, a melodic bass kick, and extremely distorted crunchy chords filling it out. 
basically bringing it back to the introduction. Here, Bobe's vocal timbre adds to the off-putting nature of this section, especially when considering the extra distortion and reverb added on. I'd recommend 0% to people who like both Jaljaio Goodnight by Twice and Put It Straight Nightmare Version by G-Idol. Jaljaio Goodnight, just like 0%, is a soft and calming song featuring soft vocals and a warm, deep guitar, though Jaljaio Goodnight definitely adds a bit more on top than 0%. Put it straight nightmare version, due to its off-putting nature and use of foley such as wind noises, matches with the trap section of 0%. So if you like both Jaljaio Goodnight and Put It Straight Nightmare version, and love a good tonal shift, definitely check out 0%. Song it, please! Next on the acoustic guitar section of this playlist, this is Your Love by Your Beagle, currently garnering 1.6k views on Your Beagle-Topic. Yeah, this is a b-side off her latest EP, hence the Topic channel upload and lack of promotion. Actually, the EP itself doesn't have much promotion on YouTube either. I literally only found out about it via Your Beagle's own Instagram. Which is sad, I wish this song had more promotion, since it's the first time I've personally heard Your Beagle dip into a bit of a city pop vibe. The medium walking pace tempo, the rhythm of the acoustic guitar in the background, and the crunchy chords all feel city pop inspired, an interesting accompaniment to the aforementioned acoustic guitar. The combination of acoustic guitar and city pop in Your Love reminds me a lot of Cherry's Jubilees, I still can't figure out how to pronounce it so that's just what I'm going with, by Yukika. Granted, Cherry's Jubilees separates the acoustic guitar and the city pop into two separate songs, but both versions are featured in the music video, so it's not like the acoustic version is like hiding away as a bonus track on the album or something. Basically, if you like both versions of Cherry's Jubilees and always wonder what they sound like mixed together, Your Love is the song for you. Let's move on to song number 9. At a thousand views on Super Soundbugs, song number 8 today is Dream Remastered by Wego. The song actually starts off with a bit of a cafe vibe, combining softer, sometimes slightly pitched percussion with a steady acoustic guitar, electric piano, and soft bass. The high main vocals definitely add to this cafe style feeling. The drums pick up in intensity, and some little bits of electric guitar get added in later, but the cafe vibe still stays despite the increased intensity of the instrumental. All in all, it's a very upbeat but still chill song. You can just hear how much fun everyone in the band was having when putting this one together. Between its upbeat energy, cafe vibe, and focus but not over-reliance on acoustic guitar, I recommend Dream Remastered to anyone who likes Bomb by Bull 4. Granted, Bomb is definitely a bit softer than Dream Remastered, and uses more orchestral elements, but you can hear the fun the artists were having when they were making both songs. So yeah, if you like Bomb by Bull 4, you'll probably also like Dream Remastered. How about song number 10? Coming in at 40.7k views on 1k, this is Glass of Tears by Hongja. Definitely a bit more widely viewed than I usually cover on this podcast, but it's such an interesting song that I knew I had to talk about it. This song is a trot ballad. Starting off with soft acoustic guitar, brushed cymbals, orchestral strings, and piano chords, the song feels reminiscent of older Korean songs, and according to multiple comments, taking a bit of inspiration from Mexican and Spanish music, though these are YouTube comments, so take these with a grain of salt. Of course, it's sung using trot vocal techniques, adding to its older feel. 
According to a Wikipedia page for Trot, the genre has been around since the 1920s, and this particular song almost seems reminiscent of slower Trot from the 1960s. Considering most of the Trot cover on this podcast, including Chokam and Choke from this very episode, is in a more upbeat and contemporary style, it's refreshing to hear this more melancholy feel in a Trot song. Glass of Tears with its ballad stylings and international inspirations reminds me a bit of Sonatine by Luna One Third. It's by no means a perfect match. Sonatine is a lot more strings heavy, a bit faster, and is also not a trot song, but it's definitely close enough where they may have matching appeals. If you're looking for a trot song reminiscent of Sonatine by Luna One Third, Glass of Tears is just what you're looking for. Last but not least, let's hear our sore thumb song. Our sore thumb song today is Sarang Sitang, official English title Lovey Candy by Jungtoon, with 600 views on Ogam Entertainment and 9900 views on Jungtoon's official YouTube channel, and with an adorable music video directed by Tiger Moth. First of all, you know I gotta point it out, this song is in waltz time. You all know I love waltz time, it usually gives songs a calming and or dramatic feel. In the case of Sarang Sitang, it's the former. The combination of the waltz time and soft singing has a very soothing effect, but the higher vocal timbre, punctuating sound effects, and chiptune instrumental keep things upbeat and cute. Where this song really takes off though is the chorus, which implements a stronger singing style and a much harsher instrumental, shifting the focus from mid-toned melodic synths to almost white noisy percussion and higher tones, before quieting right back down again. The most notable aspect of Sarang Satang is definitely its chiptune instrumental, so I'd recommend it to anyone who likes K-pop with chiptune inspirations. Some notable examples include Q&A by Cherry Bullet, Banana Allergy Monkey by Oh My Girl Bon Hana, and Rock Your Body by Vix, though none of these have quite the right soothing vibe to go with Sarang Satang. Also, for any J-pop fans in the audience, the harsher chorus instrumental reminds me of something real would put out, especially along the lines of Chiru Chiru and Konoyo Loading. Really, it just comes down to this. If you like songs with chiptune inspirations, you'll like Sarang Satang. Next up, let's take a look at some recent K-pop news. There's just one more thing to take care of before we end today's show. It's time to spin the Wheel of Segments. And this week's segment is... Such a Tease. We've all been band-switched by a teaser before. Sometimes the promotional material looks and sounds nothing like the final music video. Such a tease is the segment where I look at those misleading teasers and recommend songs that fit them a little better. It's been a hot minute since we've done such a tease, so let me manage some expectations. First of all, this segment is about teasers and music videos, so these recommendations are going to focus on visuals, stories, and themes, not music production or composition like usual. Also, unlike much of this podcast, the stuff I recommend isn't necessarily going to be underrated or obscure. Of course, I'll try to recommend MVs with less traction than the Baden Switch MV, just to keep in the spirit of the podcast, but expect to hear some larger view counts and more familiar names. That being said, let's get into it. Today we'll be talking about EXO's Pathcode teasers. These teasers have been widely criticized by EXO fans for their failure to properly represent the song they are meant to tease, that being Call Me Baby. 
The PAFCO teasers are shot in a way many fans would describe as cinematic, featuring a muted color palette, narrative elements, fully, and a focus on special effects. These special effects, when combined with the dark color grading, occasional shaky cam, and bass-heavy sound design, add a sinister horror vibe to the teasers. The specific flavor of horror varies from member to member, ranging from frozen time to telekinesis to creepy stuff happening in the sky. However, each teaser is consistent in involving a particular location in a particular time, revealed at the start of each video. Essentially, these videos teased a narrative-focused music video with a dark, creepy, and cinematic aesthetic, with location and time themes sprinkled throughout. All of this can be found in the music video for Crossroads by GFriend. First of all, the music video has similar dark and cinematic vibes throughout, though the color grading is a bit more saturated. Additionally, the MV has a notable creepy feeling to it, which at the time was pretty new for GFriend. This is especially notable during the introduction prior to the song starting, which appears to portray Yeonha waking up from a nightmare. This portrayal, of course, relies heavily on special effects, which makes sense considering the unreal nature of nightmares. Heck, the introduction even has similar sound design to the path code teasers, and also heavily features a clock, which connects back to the time themes. Of course, that's not the only way time factors in. The music video notably jumps around in time as it depicts infighting in the friend group portrayed by GFriend, and uses certain locations to represent certain points in this friend group's history such as the campfire being a time of togetherness, and the aquarium being the start of strife. This all points to a greater narrative throughout the music video, and narrative was one of the main appeals of the path code teasers. Plus, similarly to how the path code teasers hid their narrative under layers of interpretation, the MV for Crossroads tells its narrative in a non-linear fashion, requiring the viewer to piece the story together themselves. So if you liked the dark vibe, puzzle-like storytelling, and time-location motifs in EXO's Pathcode teasers, I'd highly recommend watching the MV for Crossroads by GFriend. And with that, we end episode 4 of Primum's Playlist Season 3. If you enjoyed this episode, check out the original songs at bit.ly slash pmp underscore s3e4. All letters capital, all numbers numerals. If you want to say hello, you can find me on Instagram at primms underscore playlist, Twitter at Playlist Prim, or the official Primums Playlist YouTube channel. Links to everything can be found at linktree slash primsplaylist, that's linktr.ee slash primmsplaylist. Primums Playlist is a proud member of BrainRout Presents. For more information, visit brainroutpresents.withsite.com slash landing. If you'd like to support our podcasts, consider donating to our Patreon at patreon.com slash brainrun underscore PRSNTS. Only $2 a month for Discord access and longer episodes, $5 a month for in-episode shoutouts and early episodes, plus bonuses for all our other podcasts. Or if you'd like to make a one-time donation, visit fundraiser.com slash brainrun underscore PRSNTS. That's F-U-N-D-R-A-Z-R dot com slash brainrot underscore prsnts. Shout out to our $5 plus tier Patreon supporters, Adrian Frisbee, Saffron, Emery Silvers, Jupiter McIntyre, Prozac Haven, Delenn Bouchamp, Connor Fox, Jan Ohlone, Sean Locke, and Neopet Graveyard. You make this podcast possible. Thanks for jamming with me today. <laughs>